Eileen Miles has been described as the rock star of modern poetry, an occult figure to a generation of post-punk female writers and performers. She has performed and published her work widely since 1974 and is the recipient of the 2010 Shelley Prize from the Poetry Society of America. Her most recent work, Inferno, a poet's novel, comes out in fall of 2010 from O.R. Books. Here, she reads some poems and shares some prose about poetry from her upcoming novel. Snowflake. There's no female in my position. There's no man. Wow, there's a raccoon on the tail of the plane, and there's no one seeing that now but me. And there's no one close enough right in here to see the further drawing, stripes or buildings, the bricks of the world. I wonder what I'll say about Sadie, and I wonder if they are still living in that state, and if they hate me for moving her furniture out and putting it in storage. I walk past that restaurant where I was so mad, could have broke the glass. I'm the only one in the mood to remember this me living. And who threw a snowball against the glass and scared me in my seat? So hot with rage, why am I dry, freezing? I must go home. I saw a rose in the heart of the year, that year, 2001, everything turning, dog, rosehead, a wheel of love, but I was so mad. I locked it up and took the key and lived for that moment, snowflake. I wasn't there, not even me, when she put in the key and it wouldn't turn. D.H. Politically speaking, look at this, a word at a time, on my knee, looking forward to a picnic with my friends in the afternoon in their car. But no, the climate is such that I never arrive. Stayed on the Stairmaster one more time. I'm depressed all my life. Enraged the man behind me as we plow into the bright gray light. It's evening here, bright as a flea, as I enter the history of intellectuals who escaped that to land in this eternal sun, burning what's left of the earth, never meeting anyone. This one's called Your Name. It's very hard to hunt from indoors, I'll say that for you. And text is at best an attenuated warning. Sound has a range of many desires, not just map. I subscribe to the Grandpa Bunny Bunny School of Theory. I mean, Genesis to write is a form of accounting, an approximate promise, in a sunny mouth of time, a horny bet, or else hunters lolling around the fire. What did you get? How can I avoid it, this making a speech? long-limbed and maybe in July? Aren't we lucky to have captured each other in this hideous neon light? We who write poetry and think about it all the time, who walk the streets that other humans walk, past pizza stands and trees, are citizens, meanwhile, of a secret country with its own currency that gets exchanged anecdotally, even whispered in the loud, thrumming silence of the day, in the galleries, the Marxist auditoriums, jammed bookstores, being jammed with thin and irregularly shaped journals and books and people, generally 20 or 30, the stinking bars where poets meet and read and in dozens, even hundreds of stained and damp diaries, the evidence accumulates, notebooks bent from getting shoved in back pockets or written during the long nights of the poet's youth. Included here is the bonus time of people who manage to stay young extra long, till 40 or 50, 60 or 70 even, at last croaking then. All of us whacking back drinks and sipping our beers, smoking, of course, several long ones going simultaneously in the ashtray. The poet's life is just so much crenellated waste, nights and days whipping swiftly or laboriously past the cinematic window. We're hunched and weaving over the keys of our 
green or gray or pink, blue, manual typewriter, maybe a darker stone, cold, authoritative, selectric with its orgasmic expectant hum, and us popping pills and laughing over what you or I just wrote, wondering if that line means insult or sex or both, usually both. The mind expands, getting up, taking a drag, looking down onto 14th, 11th, or Avenue A, into the sweet, quiet park between 2nd and 3rd. Looking out at the inner courtyard at Richard's on 5th Street, he clears his throat, laughing with a grin on his face, the total trombone of his voice. It's afternoon. Richard doesn't work today. Joint, he goes, passing. Then down, writing another couplet. We called them twos. We made rules first. Threes or twos? Ones! So it felt more like kids playing cards. Push my chair away, laughing. Here, try this. Richard resumes, pounding the keys. In the sexual encounter of our lives, when your time is uncommodified, amateur, kid, punk, unobserved, over, before, days swarmed, useless, private, unshipped, so to speak, life stays in the swarm of free-range sex, shifting into art, back to sex, art again. This is our belief. We take youth and space and time in the name of poetry, the privilege of our living to spend it like this. Absolutely all events and moments are, if not spun into writing, are charged wildly anyhow, set free to sail along strands of teeny infinitesimal jangling power lines of achaity, Chris's word. Wasted lives. We spend our time on this poetry orbit. It's myth. You've been listening to poet and writer Eileen Miles on The Poet's Weave. I'm Christopher Citro.